Welcome to the Splinters Podcast from the team on the bench. Community Radio's leading no-holds-barred Friday night sports show. Available online and replayed on Triple H 100.1 FM. Now, here's your host, the Raging Bull, Anthony Caruso. Good evening and welcome to Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, YouTube, Music, Apple Store, Spotify, TuneIn and all good podcast sites. This is Anthony the Bull Caruso and we're just coming off a massive high that we had exactly a week ago from the 2020-21 Kings Road T20 Sports Grand Final. Yes, we have the full highlights package for you going over the big moments of the match between the Bankstown Bulldogs and the UNSW Bumblebees. We do have one member of the commentary crew who was with us on the day. He's a wise man, Matt Mears. And Matt, as we come to you, uh, we know the Kingsgrove T20 Cup has its fair share of thrills and spills, and this season was no exception. Uh, certainly not. Well, firstly, good evening to you. Good evening to everybody uh, listening out there. But... Um it certainly didn't uh, disappoint, did it, 2020 finals day. It's just one of those days where you get excited, you get pumped up, you're in for a big one. I think we're probably hoping for maybe a little bit closer of a game, but I think pretty much everything else delivered. Um, the, I said the Bankstown team certainly delivered, the crowd delivered, and um, I said this is why we love to call these big um, final days of these competitions. Absolutely, and... I, what was fascinating about this this matchup as well, for the first time in the competition since the first, really, the first couple of seasons, um, we've had two teams who have never made the grand final. Well, yeah, exactly right. And um, as I said, we, we love to see new blood in the competition. We, we had one team that probably did it the easy way. If there is an easy way to get into a grand final, they... they did it from first position, and then you had the underdog story. Everybody, we're all Australians, we love a good underdog story, and uh, the Bumblebees provided that for us, but um, at the end of the day, I think everything pretty much went as we were expecting, but um, for for both clubs, it is a big day, it's a great day for their fans, and it's a great day for the future as well, because it shows to people that are looking for a club that these clubs are certainly on the move or on the rise, and uh, they they would be somewhere that you'd want to play at because, as I said, all players want to play in these big finals. Now, coming to the to the matchup uh, on the day, starting off with the home team, the Bankstown Bulldogs. They finished first on net run rate over Parramatta with Hawkesbury a point behind and Fairfield-Liverpool sneaking in on net run rate over Northern District and Penrith, and it really did show how competitive the Sydney Thunder Conference is. Well, certainly is when you when you look at um, the, the the signs that are west of I don't even know what they use as the boundary, but just west of uh, of Sydney in that Thunder Conference, they are a lot of the teams that you do see up the the pointy end of the competition, and even some that you don't. Um, but but their team just um, lends itself to this T Twenty competition, and being being having so few rounds days in order to get your position in the finals. It always produces close cricket and it always produces close tables and you have to play well. You basically have to win all your games to be guaranteed a semi-final spot in your conference. Now, going into the finals, uh, Bankstown, 
They beat Fairfield Liverpool up by 28 runs after a brilliant performance by Ben Taylor. It took 5 for 13. And then in the conference final, they thrashed Parramatta by seven wickets with 25 balls to spare. Ben Labas taking four and Ben Taylor again taking three wickets. Uh, you, you felt like bull, the Bulldogs had all the momentum coming into the finals. Well, they did. As I said, it, it was the tale of two different conferences. Um, the, the, the Bankstown, they got the, the, they got that first place. They got the home, they got the home advantage the whole way through and, um, they used those conditions to their advantage. As I said, the bowlers know how to bowl on that track. The batsmen know their areas to go to and they use that perfectly to their advantage. But we then go to the Sydney Sixers Conference, and what a t- story this was. Uh, Sydney, the national champions, they finished first. They did it comfortably. Um, Gordon edged out Sutherland by net run rate for second place. It's a bit of a surprise to see both of them, considering how much they're actually struggling within the Belvedere Cup competition. And then little UNSW scraping in by half a point for fourth place. And then they decide to not only go and beat the national champions by four wickets, but then beat Gordon by seven wickets. I said it was a it was a run that Union New South Wales went on, and you'd have to remember as well that the Bumblebees did this final series without probably arguably three of their biggest players, um, Chris Tremaine, who's uh, moved back up to Sydney, part of the Thunder squad, also in uh, the New South Wales setup. Uh, Matt Jilks, um, up-and-coming wicketkeeper, part of the New South Wales squad. He's also gone on to Thunder duties. And uh, most, the biggest loss, I think, of all is Dan Christian. Uh, we've seen what he's done in the Big Bash competition for the Sydney Sixers. You take those three out of a side, you would think that, yeah, they were the three that got him across the line. But it just meant that some of the other guys had to stand up. And, boy, did they stand up in this in this final series. Well, none more in the game against Gordon when Adrian Isherwood and Jack Attenborough scored 115 for the second wicket. So, so incredible was their performance that um, Adrian Isherwood even got a run on the great cricketer for his signalling of his own six. <laughs> well, I was lucky enough to be uh, calling this game for Triple H Sport back on the 10th of Jan, and uh, it was a sight to see. Uh, he'd, he'd had a running battle all day with um, the, the Gordon Army, the, the Highlander Army, I don't know what you want, the Borat Army, led, led buddy graciously by Borat up there. It was, a, it was a great spot in the commentary box up in that stand right in front of that um, that Gordon Army, I tell you. They, they were passionate, and they were almost the 12th player out there for that Gordon side, but uh, whatever Union New South Wales produced on that day, just it was, it was too much even for that Gordon Army to get the boys up, but... Uh, I said Isherwood, he, he had a day out with the bat, he had a day out with the ball, also getting um, the, the Gordon skipper Tim Crawford first ball of the game, which I think really set the momentum for the Bumblebees. So we come down to grand final day on Australia Day. UNSW wins the toss, sends Banks down into bat. An interesting decision, but we had seen that UNSW were backing their ability over the last few matches to chase totals down. Well, that's right. As I said, that's how they'd been doing the job. They, they, they knew that they were probably lacking in both departments, but if they could bowl and field well and, and keep to a, keep the opposition to a total that they knew that their batting lineup could get to, it would go a long way to winning the game. But just unfortunately, Bankstown, they, they have a, quite an impressive top order, and boy, did they use it to the fullest advantage. Absolutely. We'll now go to the highlights package, starting off with the very first ball of the match. 
So here's the first delivery from Isherwood to Carruthers. He's able to just push it on the uh, leg side to that man at short mid-wicket. First ball's away, dot ball. In the first over, make the uh, batsman have to make the pace on the ball, and this one's just on the on-leg stump. Carruthers able to just get a little tickle on it, down past the man inside the circle at fine leg. He has a big chase to towards the boundary of the northern end here. And uh, first runs for the day, they pick up two. Well, here we go, Isherwood to Carruthers, and... Uh, that was wow. the quicker one. It beat everything. I don't know how. And it's made its way all the way to the boundary for four. It's, he's going to rule. It's come off the bat. So it almost could have been a, a chance there, Georgia. But uh, I think just missing the keeper. But uh, first boundary to the day goes to Carruthers. That's none for six now for the, the Bulldogs. That's never a fun way to get to have, <laughs> to have the run scored as well either. Well, as I said, we see Isherwood now starting the third over. But Carruthers is not not having any of it he finds the uh, the vacancy behind the man at short cover and brings up a boundary that's a bit more like it from bankstown here just maybe pitched up a little bit too much isherwood and he's been able to free the arms he took a bit of a chris lynn approach there just went no nah, i'm gonna challenge him he's in too close let's just go over and see what happens let's well, see we go how can isherwood fight back from that from crothers this one's a bit more like it he pushes it in the oh! offside and goes towards the stumps but the radar isn't there, and uh, Carruthers Ooh. makes it home. But that's the pressure that we saw from Bloomfield in the last over. Bankstown know they need to go hard in that in this power play, but um, they said the radar just not there from the fielder, and uh, Carruthers makes his ground. He did very well to get running on that one. He got on his bike and went on his way to try and get to the other side. Now back over the wicket to Carruthers. It's in his wheelhouse, and that's six. It's straight into the John McKay Sports Centre on the full. Isherwood there just pitches up a little bit too much. Carruthers says thank you, and that's the first six of the day. That was a fantastic shot as well. Saw the ball early, went for the shot, and the spectator who's over there went, oh, let me try and catch it. No, 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 no. The, <laughs> the wall can have this one. Well, here we go. Bloomfield will continue after his great first over. That's not a great ball. That's another six. Straight onto the pads of Carruthers. I said with that... With the field that he's got set, that was the worst ball that he could bowl. As said, Carruthers said, thank you very much. The traditional left-handers flick off the pads and he finds the grass over the deep square leg boundary. Must have very strong wrists to flick the ball that far and again hit the grass on the full and then went out and hit the post as well. Well, there is a bit of a breeze, only very slightly. <laughs> I'm, no, no, I'm no, not no. feeling it. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll move so you'll be able to feel. But there is one, but it is slightly blowing from where we are in the in the players' area towards the Mackay Sports Centre. So it did help a little bit, but not a lot. Well, here we go. What can he do here, Bloomfield, to come back? Not much. It's disappeared again into the same spot. Almost hits the same blade of grass on that hill. Bloomfield bowled a perfect first over, but now Carruthers has found his eye, and that's two sixes in a row. He can't bowl there with this sort of field set. Carruthers had the spectator in his chair running to get out of the <laughs> way with that one. That was a little too close for comfort for that poor man. Hey, let's, <laughs> let's just pick the perfect spot to sit over on the hill if you've been to the in the shade. In the shade. In the shade under the tree. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we do have a pretty sweet gig here in the Stephen Mark Wall Pavilion. You know, much nice shade. Just the breeze would be nice. Maybe I should have brought my fan. 
We have enough PowerPoint set up here. So that means he'll have his fan with him. <laughs> I said, I knew I should have brought something. I always leave something at home. As uh, Bluefield now over the wicket to Carruthers. That doesn't matter him. It's still on the but on the leg stump. And he this time it is only four over mid-wicket. Carruthers has hit the go button. Now it's t- now pressure on bowlers. Bloomfield needs to tighten up a little bit here. I mean, if he puts it on his pads, he's going to flick it for four, for six. And if he puts it anywhere in a good length, he's just going to hit it for a four down the ground. So, I mean, what what's the answer here? Um, he's got a he's got a helmet on with a nice little badge. I'll be sticking somewhere around about <laughs> just to try and make body it line. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, we'll see what Bloomfield's got. Um, all he's done is it means it's an, it's another four. Just six, caught. six, four, four. Again, not taking the advice of Shane Evans. Not that a lot of us do. But it was uh, up again in the slot. And Carruthers has gone, thank you very much. This time again going through deep mid-wicket. No one's out there for the Bumblebees. One bounce over the fence, Georgia. I said, maybe it might have to be that one in ten chance. He might actually have to listen to Shane Evans and uh, drop in that short ball. Something tells me if that short ball comes, the ball isn't going for another six. <laughs> but forget that badge. It's not getting hit. The ball is going over the boundary. Well, said, we, we see the... Uh... Oh, it's been called six. It must have gone oh. over the rope that is down there at deep mid-wicket. There is... A, a, a small rope that is about a metre or two in from the boundary. We just had the umpire change his signal. That's just huge. It's now 46 for none in the, the fourth over. The, the committee is currently debating with the bowler. What do they do? The man does go out at deep mid-wicket. He's going to just do I have to catch it, it again? Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> As uh, this time Carruthers, Ooh. he looks to go. They appeal. He's been given. What a turnaround for Bloomfield. Carruthers sees it again in his wheelhouse. He tries to go over deep mid-wicket, but unfortunately it gets the edge and he has to go back to the pavilion. One for 46. Carruthers, he's gone for 41. White comes into Ahmed. He's made his presence felt. He's gone straight back down the ground. And he brings up his first scoring shot, a boundary on his second ball. I don't think Bankstown are going to die wondering here. No, and that also didn't sound like it came out of the middle of the bat, too. It sounded a bit like a toe there. So uh, if it keeps going like that, may need a few bat repairs going, too. As White now comes again, and this is even bigger. It's gone again to deep mid-wicket, and that's six onto the hill again. No, that's, that's over the that's, hill. That's, that's over the hill. The, the tree we were just speaking about with the gentleman sitting underneath, mm. it's gone over him. There's a fence that's about five or six metres past that. There's a set of houses... If you know the Bankstown, the Oval area, it's almost landed in the houses. And the first building is actually a kid's daycare centre. That's how Ooh. far it's gone. Ooh. You're talking right, into that. That's a good 125, 130 oh. metre hit. And again, everyone over there. 130 metre hit. <laughs> Thanks, Shane. And again, everybody over there ducked for cover and was holding the back of their heads as soon as that ball was well, hit. Except our mate in the chair. He was unmoved. Yeah, he, he didn't he, move. He's been running for cover the last few, but <laughs> he, he went, no, 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 unmoved. I know I'm safe here. I'm not moving. Forget it. We can tell you the ball has actually arrived back. and This one, though, short outside off stump. Solway rocks back, gets it over the man at backward point, and it rumbles its way to the boundary for four. Solway now getting in on the act. He's now moves along to eight. Ahmed's on 11. 
Here we go, Scoville again. What can he do? It's slashed down the ground again past the man inside the boundary. And as you can hear in the effects, Mike, the applause comes for the boundary. They're trying to take advantage of these last few balls of the power play. And boy, did he. It was in the air, but uh, unfortunately for the Bumblebees, was straight past the hand. Another four to the total. One for 73 here. What did I just say? <laughs> exactly. If he comes back, that six to ten feet, that hits him at waist height. Mm. Wicket falls. It's a comfortable catch, too, yeah. back there, too. Yeah, rather than a diving one-handed yeah, specky. Exactly. Clayton comes in, bowls the next delivery, and it's oh. hit away by Armour. Hit away beautifully. Some work to do for Angelwood, and it's too good, the shot. It will go for four runs. An excellent shot there by Zishan Ahmed. He goes to, 20, to 25 and is one for 85 at the end of the seventh over. That was a fantastic ball as well. And he did well. You can see he's just batting a little bit outside of his crease right there at, as he's batting as well. So obviously to try and get to the ball on the full and maybe stop this bounce. Maybe there's a bit of variable bounce out there as well that he's just trying to eliminate. After what Shane said, I am now on high alert, waiting for this ball that could come our way. Hands at the ready, hands nice and warm, although everything is in this heat. That about see him, and he is bowled an absolute ripper. And Zashim Ahmed has gone for the big slog over cover. He's missed it completely. The bales have been whipped off, and Ahmed is outstumped off the bowling of Thamadama Singham. He's out for 26, and it is two for 88. It'll yep. be one of their one of their favourite players, Mitch Brown, coming into coming in the bat. Of course, the very damaging all rounder. Thanabala Sangan coming in, bowling the next delivery, bunted down by Mitch Brown, who will pick up a single. He goes to seven. The score goes down to two for 98. It, I have actually done a little bit of research on this. The 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 Labaskagni is the Afrikaans pronunciation, mm -hmm. but the origin of the surname is actually Flemish. Mm. So the pronunciation of Labushan is actually the full pronunciation, the Flemish pronunciation, as Thana Balasangam comes in, bowls the next delivery, bunted away by Solway. He picks up a single. He goes to 20, and the score is now 2 for 99. So you've obviously been reading the, the news reports that Labashane put out himself along with the Fox, along with our friends out at Fox because they explain the same thing. It's, mm. That's what they like to be if he's in Afrikaans, but he prefers the other way when he's not actually in South Africa. But it looks like we may have a wicket. No, here. it's going to fall. He's got him! Oh, what a catch! Declan White has taken an absolute ripper at deep mid-on and he has removed the dangerous Mitch Brown for seven. Diving low and forward. What a brilliant catch by Declan White and Georgia. That can turn a game on a heartbeat. It certainly can. I mean, he did so well to get across to that. I couldn't see him coming. I was watching the player in front of us. He came from the opposite direction, but whew, what a catch and solid effort. Didn't drop it. Kept those elbows in. Fantastic work. At what point do you start, start swinging? Again, because this run rate has definitely dropped a little bit in the last few overs. I'd, I'd say last four overs. Mm. Last four overs. Scoble comes in, bowls, Ouch. and it's a lifted drive by Jake Cormack looking to cover the infield. He does so, and he finds the fence. A lovely time chip shot over mid-off. He'll get four runs for that, and the score moves on to three for 111, and that means everyone on one foot. Very nice strike. There from Cormac. I'll tell you what, it's dangerous being a fielder on the boundary road today. That fence is very close.
It is. Normally they do bring the, the rope in by five metres for safety reasons, Georgia. Yeah, I'm, I mean, if I'm out on the boundary, I'm not diving. I mean, I like my front teeth in my mouth and I like all my limbs in place. I like my knees in, in one piece as well. I've, I've experienced oh. it being in two pieces. It's not fun. Mine just snap, crackle and pop anyway. So, I mean, forget the knees. Got to save the shoulders for the soccer season. Well, thank you, Singham continuing to bowl here. He's conceded two singles off the over so far. Fairly tidy, tidy bowling so far. The score moves on to 3 for 117. Cormac on 11. And Dan Solway now facing on 26. Fengabala Singham setting up to bowl his next delivery. Bowls it. Solway advances. Charges. Hits. Does he clear the field? Yes, he does. Hayden McLean can only watch as he clears him at the long-off boundary. Solway Hits six, and it's three for 123. There you go. Starting to starting to open themselves up a little bit now. Get the, that run rate ticking again. And Lovely push, strike for Mr. Selwood. And push that score up a little bit higher too. Now is the time we're going to start seeing some, uh, some big swings, maybe some big hits and maybe some big misses. Well, it's great to uh, join you two back here in the commentary position. Don't worry, Jojo, I'll keep a little <laughs> bit of space between Thank us. You. I don't need to be uh, as creepy close as my uh, former commentator was. But uh, nice change here for the it's Bumblebees. It's such a hot day as well. Does, the man, does the man not feel stick? I don't know, but Isherwood's back oh, in the attack. And he goes bang and bang. It goes over the side screen here at the northern end for six. As said, the go button has been pressed. Isherwood coming back into the attack from the opposite end, this northern or uh, central Bankstown end of Bankstown Oval. He doesn't even have a sider of the left arm spinner. Well, two good overs from the top, but comes back for his third at the opposite end, and Solway just decides to put it over that side screen. Now, I don't want to say that I didn't tell you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but... Here at Bankstown Oval, as this time he comes down a wicket again, does Cormac. He beats the man. He only had to move five metres, but it was, it was just a bridge too far. Four more runs to the total, and uh, I said they're really moving along here now. Big over for Bankstown. Three for 145 here. Four overs to go. Solway's moved on to 40. Cormac's on 24. Isherwood's now th none for 35 or 3. Jeez, you're harsh, Measy. And he had five metres to move, but it was going about five <laughs> kilometres faster than he could move. <laughs> That's what I say. That's great shot, great batting. But the, the fielder never the had field. a chance. Yeah, the old field. He only had five metres to move. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's just trying to show how far, the, how hard the batsman hit it. It wasn't supposed to be a, a, a spite on the fielder. He had no chance of getting it across. Well, here's the famous four overs that Caruso was talking about. Let's see if we... Uh, if his prediction is true. Well, they need they need 200. They yes, said the yeah. start that they've had. See if Mr. 50% accurate is right. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it's not 10% like Shane. But, uh, again, slow ball outside off stump. This is Declan White to continue. Finds the gap between um, point and backward point. Four runs to the total. I said they're going. They're looking for those boundaries. The slow ball outside off stump, Georgia. Just didn't work. It was picked. And uh, picked that gap like a dirty nose. <laughs> Sorry, what a great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but while while the fireworks can come in the last four overs, that is also when a lot of wickets can be picked up because these batsmen are trying to get the runs too. Well, as we said, they're going big, they're going high. Have they got enough on it? And it's taken. Big wicket that at Cormac. He's now out for 28. Four down. 
for 149 here in the 17th. Um, I said he's the one that's looked dangerous. He can clear the pickets here at Bankstown Oval, so it'll be interesting to see what Bloomfield can deliver here. He comes down the wicket, bowls it short. He's beaten the man at the covered boundary. That's four more runs to Solway. That's his 50 as well. Four for 166 after 18. Fantastic work by Solway there. He came down the wicket. We saw he, he was looking to try and go over the head of the bowler, but fantastic last-second adjustment to whip it through to the boundary through covers. There's your 12th man again. So your, your runner back on the field changing helmets <laughs> and the towels. Oh, there's me mate. Oh, there he is. <laughs> oh, you know, I reckon that's where Caruso's gone. He's probably gone to apply for a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's going to look for a cap somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, let me do it, let me do it. <laughs> I want the stuff. Merch. Listen, yeah. you, you, we're, we're, we're motiv- waiting for our Triple H merch, Caruso. The, and then the here you are trying to... Pinch others' to, merch. Yeah, and he probably won't even... It'd be all right if you got some for us, but... Uh, Oh, well, I said White here, he's got a big job on his hands. How can he stem this run rate? He can't with that one. It's big, it's huge, it's six. Straight over, deep, long on between the fielder on the, the two fielders on the boundary. Just what Bankstown are looking for. And again, the, the 12th man runs out onto the field, <laughs> but that six more runs to the total. That takes Nakotra to 15, four for 174. Ten balls left in the innings. Can I strap my Apple Watch to him? (laughs) (laughs) He's going to get his steps in today, isn't he? Yeah, and I mean, I am a person who plays Pokemon Go, so imagine the eggs I could hatch with him doing my my step count. (laughs) (laughs) But man, this this ball is going to take some fighting because it went over the hedge, out of the ground. They have found it. Oh, never mind, they found it. They have found it. said... Maybe like, they, they can find that ball. Maybe they can find Anthony Caruso and we can see him. You should actually attach your Apple Watch to Caruso. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should have done. Oh. Trying to find Caruso is a bit like, where's Wally? <laughs> well, fortunately, he's wearing the brightest shirt in the world. So you can see him from a mile away. You can hear him first. Well, as I said, with, with um, eight balls to go, you'd at least be looking at 190. As uh, Nakotra again lines up, but he can only find the man... At deep, long on, straight down his throat. Couldn't get it there. He's out for 17. Four, five now down for 176. One ball left here in the 19th over. What has Solway got? Great oh, Yorker there oh, from Bloomfield. Work. They're looking for two. They're coming back. They're going to Solway's oh, no. end. The big appeal oh. has been given. Oh, great innings from Solway. He's run out for 56, going for the second run on that final on that final delivery. Bankstown, though, they finish up five for 184. Oh, fantastic work in that. The linchpin role in this inning, brilliant performance out here with 55, and uh, very important for you guys to be able to continue the momentum. You've managed to do that throughout the Yeah, thanks. I think um, we had clear plans in what we wanted to do and players playing their role. That's what we've done for the last two years. And the way that Nick batted up top and Zeeshan, yes, off to a fly, really allowed us to just sort of make sure we get a total and take it deep. So. And it was in, it's crucial because we've seen the Bumblebees really put some totals on um, and chasing down throughout the course of this year. 184, it, it's probably part of what they've been doing. But with your bowling attack, you think you could probably do the job? Yeah, at Bankstown Oval too. A little bit bigger ground, um, a little bit slower wicket. It's always good to bat first here. So um, I think if we bowl well, should be enough. So. It looked like you were targeting particular t- particular bowlers as well. Was that always part of the plan for to single one or two bowlers out? Uh, I think in white ball cricket, it's about targeting 
um, the bowlers that you think suit your batting. Um, so everyone targets their own players, and if you think it's a good matchup, then you go after it. So 184 to defend. Best of luck. Let's see what happens in the second inning. Thanks very much, guys. There you are, ladies and gentlemen. Dan Solway. Oh, thank you, Mr. Caruso. Getting all the big interviews here at Bankstown Oval. Hopefully we'll get some more from him um, as the afternoon progresses. Uh, if they're not getting any more interviews, we'll take you a quick run through the card and we'll take a quick break and have Radio National News for you as well. Um, we'll just see if we can get an update. Oh, Shane wants to go to the screen. So, Shane, what have you got on the screen while I bring it up? Okay, I'll do that rundown for you. Easy just to get the I've got it on my phone. Oh, you too. Don't, don't fight over it, guys. Someone's got to say it. Shane was okay. ready first. Okay. <laughs> Car- ready first. Carruthers out for 41. Dan Solway out for 56. The Ahmed was out for 28. Mitch Brown out for 7. McCor- Cormac out for 28. Nakotra out for 17. Taylor ends up two not outs. Overall, 5 for 184. One no ball, three wides, no buys, three leg buys. And for the bowling, Isherwood, three overs, no wickets. Or no maidens, none for 35. Bloomfield, 3.3 overs, no maidens. One wicket for 38 with one wide. White, Declan White, four overs, no maidens. Two for 41, one no ball. Scoball, three overs, no maidens. None for 23 with one wide. McLean, 2.3 overs before he hit his hammy. None for 22 with one wide. And last but not least, Thangabal Singham, four overs, no maidens, two for 22. So Bankstown finishing their 20 overs at six for 184. And it has to be said, Matt Mears, that UNSW were absolutely shell-shocked by the performance of Dan Solway and Nick Carruthers. Oh, well, it was certainly something to behold. Nick Carruthers there in the first few overs. Sixes disappearing over the uh, playground at mid-wicket into the into the um, indoor centre at um, Long On. Just the ball kept going over the fence, and they had nothing, and they had no no uh, no plan, no way to fight that start that the Carruthers got 41 or 15 deliveries, and then Dan Solway, what can you say, 56 or 51, just batted his way through that innings. He did get out in that, that final over, but. He was the one that was that rock. He was there. He was able to coach his fellow batsmen at their other end and um, got him to a total that on that pitch is going to be certainly very hard for the Bumblebees to be able to chase down. And with the ball, only Thunabala Singham with two for 22 or four picking up the Richie Benno. And I thought was actually quite impressive. He certainly was. He, he came on in those middle overs just when you thought that Bankstown we're going to really look to put the foot down and try and get up to that 200 mark and just put the pace off the ball, put the ball in good areas. So when when they try to have that second launch and, and have someone maybe replicate that innings of Nick Carruthers um, as we got towards those final half a dozen overs, they weren't able to do that. And, and as I said, probably Bankstown ended up 15 runs short of where they could have been. Well, with that, we're going to go to a break, and when we come back, we'll we'll start going through the UNSW winnings. You are listening to Splinters, the Bench Podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM and streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, Apple Store, YouTube Music, Spotify, TuneIn, and all good podcast sites. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Splinters, the Bench Podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, Apple Store, YouTube Music, Spotify, TuneIn and all good podcast sites. Anthony the Bull Caruso with the wise man Matt Mears. We've just gone through the Bankstown innings, 6 for 184 in case you missed it. Of course, Dan Solway, one of the two stars, scoring 56 off 51 out of the last ball of the innings. And Nick Carruthers scoring 41 off 15 to get the innings off to an absolute flyer. We come to the UNSW innings, Mearsy, 185 to win. And the expectation of rain coming as well made this a very fascinating chase. And it has to be said that UNSW actually got off to a very, fairly bright start with Jack Attenborough. Yeah, they certainly did. They, they knew they were in for it, but we'd seen the heart in those couple of um, Sixers conference final games that if there was a team that could do it, it they, probably didn't, they, they probably don't have the talent that Bankstown holds, but they have the heart. And um, if they got off to a good start... It was anybody's game, particularly with that rain coming, and it could come down to Duckworth Lewis. But uh, as I said it was a it was a it was a good start. Um, but then once um, some of those change bowlers started to come on, like those Ben Taylors and then Aaron Bird, jettisoned back into this Bankstown team, it certainly made it hard for the Bumblebees to really get some good momentum going. We'll pick things up from the start of the UNSW innings. It is Jack Attenborough and, and Tom Scoble coming into bat. As the run chase is about to start, the target, 185 for UNSW to claim a maiden victory in the Kingsgrove T20 Cup. As the first ball is delivered, bold and a big appeal for LBW, turned down by the umpire as they scurry through for a single, and it will be marked as a leg buy. So the UNSW Bumblebees off the mark with a leg buy. It is not for one. Um, no, there's, there was no way that you could see umpire Ben Trelaw not give that as a not-out signal. It's, he's not falling for that. It, it, it's hit the very top of the pad, and it's going over by about a foot, so good call, Ben. Lemba, Labas comes in, bowls the next delivery. Scoble attempts to cut. He cuts well. He splits the field, and that will be four runs. A classy cut through backward point. An easy four runs there. And that will get the Bumblebees off nicely with Scoble now off the mark. The player couldn't stop that one, even with the diving save. Looked like he did a bit of a harbour bridge there to try and stop it. Who was that? Jack Cormack. Cormack, there you go. As Marshall comes in, bowls the next delivery. Attenborough, chip and chip gloriously. One bounce, four over the cover, infield. And, Georgie, you can't set a field for a shot like that. No, you really can't. I mean, he placed it so well, and, of course, with the fielding restrictions, they couldn't have anybody out, or at least they didn't think they needed anybody out on that side. But what a fantastic shot just to the boundary for four runs. And, Shane, he barely hit that as well. He just placed it exactly where he wanted it. He just timed it, and then the, uh, as soon as he's hit it, he's just walked down two steps, tap, 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 tap on the deck, back to face the next one. The, the scoreboard is finally fixed itself up. It is north for 14. Attenborough on 11. Scoble on 2. Marshall comes in, bowls the next delivery. Chipped and chipped brilliantly by Attenborough, and he's cleared the ropes. I'm calling Wait, six We're calling that. six I'm here. We're waiting for the umpire's call, but we think he's hit a six. I'm sitting up here in the commentary box, and I'm saying the umpire's not paying any attention to us at the moment. He's called a six. 
A lovely chip shot, the second of the innings by Attenborough. And he has cleared the long off boundary there. The score moves on to 20 at the end of that over. Attenborough goes to 17. Scoble on two. And Shane Evans, that's the start that UNSW needed. That's exactly what we were saying when the, we saw the Bumblebee batsman walking out. You're going to have to have one. You have to have Scoble now. He's going to be the anchor. Let him just knock the ball around, get the ones and twos, and just let Attenborough go absolutely ballistic. Try and get him to be the Carruthers of this opening partnership for the Bumblebees. And if he can get another 25, 30, maybe 35 in these next four overs of this power play, it will set it up really, really well. But then again, all you need is the bowl to change, change the bowlers around, and which it looks like we may have. I could be wrong. Looks like I do have a change of bowler. Looks like we have jersey 12, or is it still the spinner? Taylor comes in, bowls the next delivery. It's oh. been hit. It's been hit. Over. By Scoble. I think that's oh, on, the on the roof. It's on the roof of the John McKay oh. Sports Centre. And in the gutter. And it's in the gutter. We will not be seeing that ball again. What a gutter ball. Oh, my oh. word. That's another pun. That is another <laughs> terrible pun there by Georgia. But now, six. That, was, that was like the completely wrong sport as well. And now the worst thing is, this is where you need someone like Claire Polsak to be walking out with the, with the, with little, the, with the little 12 kid of kookaburra balls because that is literally sitting about 10 feet away from that scoreboard that was just so clean they so were, crisp that's like you trying to hit a golf drive and down along reef there caruso bit of elevation and where yours just burned that just lofted perfectly that was, that was absolutely gorgeous the sound off it from the moment it left the bat was so crisp you knew it was going long at one stage I thought when he hit that, it was even going to clear the sports centre. It's gone two-thirds of the way up the roof. Well, they won't have here as Taylor Bowles the next delivery. Sweep shot there. He's down on one knee. They're pleading for the LBW. It will not be given by the umpire. A dot ball instead. Scoble remains on 10, and it's north for 28. Taylor down on a knee, ready to propose to the umpire. <laughs> They're waiting, pleading. Maybe there would be a proposal if he'd given it out, but... <laughs> Not lucky enough. Taylor comes in, bowls the next delivery. Driven, driven straight oh, to the field. And caught. And Scoble's not moving. Scoble. He's asking the question if that has been picked up on the half volley, but it has been given out. It is a catch. Scoble goes for 10. The score, 1 for 28. Taylor, after all the damage early on, has picked up the wicket of Thomas Scoble. Bird comes in, bowls the next delivery. It's short, a big swipe. From Isherwood, hoping to get anything on it. And that is the end of the over. And lo and behold, with just the one leg by off that over, and Aaron Burton has recorded a maiden in the T20 finals. Absolute gold. Georgia, it is one for 29. A maiden is fantastic in any game, but in a T20 grand final. Now that's fantastic. That is fantastic bowling and, and brilliant work by the bowler as well and to keep his foot behind that popping crease. Let uh -oh. The next delivery here, LaBus draws a screw shot out of Attenborough and it is caught. The wicket has fallen, the danger man has fallen. Jack Attenborough out for 19, caught off the bowling of LaBus. It is 2 for 31 and Attenborough will be absolutely kicking himself. Liam Marshall coming in. 
Bowls the next delivery. Isherwood backs back, slaps, and again, it's just short. This time of Aaron Bird. It's going to go through. The race is on, and the ball will win the race, and it is four runs for Adrian Isherwood. He's underway with his first boundary. The score moves on to two for 38. Aaron Bird went with feet first, almost into that fence, but uh, did it with a smile. I, I did see that, did it with a smile, but fantastic work by Isherwood just to get the ball to bounce at that awkward length in front of in front of Bird, but it went, it just kept going. Critical couple of deliveries here. UNSW could really get themselves back into contention with these next couple. The next delivery there, and it's glided down. Chance for a run out there, and he's been given. Adrian Isherwood has been run out at the southern end, and it is two for 39. Isherwood out for seven. UNSW three for 39, and all of a sudden the experience from Bankstown starting to turn the screws here, Georgia. Oh, it certainly is. And, I mean, you can see how pumped Bankstown were to get that wicket. They're all running in, congratulating the fielder, but also giving a bit of a send-off to Isherwood there, too. They Just, know how important that was. Was that uh, Daniel Nakotra? I think, who gave a little bit of the send-off as well there, Shane? It possibly could be, but the best thing you could, best thing that the umpires in, in Penman and Trelaw could do is go and, grab the, go and grab the Bankstown captain. Just say, guys, that's not a good look. The way that the send-off was given, mm. it's not like a little polite, okay, on your way. I won't repeat the language that possibly may have been heard through our effects, Mike, but, yeah, it wasn't the most pleasant language used. Mitch Brown comes above him, bowled him! He's bowled him leg stump, and UNSW's innings goes from bad to worse. Burns out for a duck. It is four for 41. Brown comes in, bowls the next delivery, and it's flicked and flicks it firmly. That's four runs. And uh, Mitch Brown, George, has been guilty a little bit of strain down the leg side. That time, um, Safana San has been able to get a little tickle on it, and it goes for four. The score, four for 40, four for 58. Hey, we're seeing runs come here, but you welcome them with open arms, no matter how these runs come about for the Bees. Bangstown just need to tighten up the bowling a little bit more. As you've said, we have seen Brown get some balls down the leg side, but just tighten it up, get on the stumps again. Ben Taylor comes in, bowls the next delivery. Hassan! Oh! Hello! He's picked it up and dumped it over the fence for six. A cracking shot. Well timed there by Safan Hassan. He goes to 13. The score goes to four for 68. And probably one of the more delicate shots you'll see in T20 cricket. Someone line me up a batting session with him. I want to learn that stroke. I mean, I can't guarantee I'll be in the team much longer if I play that, though. W what do you call that? He has done everything in that. Sounds like a reverse slog almost. That is the Glenn Maxwell. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Considering that they chose, but you thought they would have potentially worked their way into oh, the game. Is this one sorry, gone? Tom, <laughs> we'll have to cut you off there. Aaron Bird back in for the 11th over from the southern end, and he picks up a wicket first ball. LBW goes Hassan. They said it was full, it was straight, Georgia, and the umpire at that southern end is, is judging that it would have gone and taken probably middle and leg stump. That's Hassan gone for 14. Big blow. Five for 69 now. And, and they said it was almost a, a mountain to, that had to be climbed by UNSW. Now it's almost Everest in order to uh, take out that prize pool from Kingsgrove Sports. But, hey, Everest does get climbed on a regular basis, thank you. <laughs> I mean, let, let's not dig it too, too deep. There but was there a very was... thinly veiled <laughs> smile <laughs> as you said that. There, there was, was more of a panicked smile. There was a panicked smile from me. 
but um, that was a very strange sounding LBW. Did anyone else hear that, that woody mm. LBW? And in the effects mic, someone said that sounded like wood. Well, as said, it, it, it was certainly the trajectory from our commentary position. We are sort of looking over third man where we are in the Stephen Markwell Pavilion here at Bankstown Oval, but it looked very adjacent. You, you're not... You, you know that it was... You, you, you had the idea it was going to hit the stumps, but that was probably the only thing that was going to save Hassan is if it did take a, a little bit of wood on the way through. But uh, as said, as Shane said, we've got two of the best out there. They've adjudged it to be out. Aaron Bird now, stunning figures. He's seven balls, hasn't even gone for a run yet. Um, it's it's going to be hard from the Bumblebees for here. But uh, it looks to be Jamison. Take your chance. I know you've got... You're going into the tail now, but... There you go. There, it's a big one. Oh. It's been signalled six. It's landed in the concourse in front of the, the Kevin McCormack grandstand, which has a nice COVID-safe smattering of uh, fans that hopefully you've been enjoying their uh, vocalism. That We don't quite have the, the, the karaoke back like we had earlier in the day. Aww. I know. We'll, we'll get the music turned up for you a bit later, Georgia. Thank but uh, <laughs> Thank you. I think someone was... Uh, probably in the firing line. I don't think I've ever seen a delivery so full in my life. <laughs> well, Bill Bumblebee's going to be hoping for another 20 of those. Honestly, chest height. I don't know about you guys, but as soon as that was hit, I was terrified that I'd actually have to try and catch that. <laughs> it was coming well, you play the most. you played the highest level of cricket out of all of us, so you're, the, you you're, you're, you're the in front chance. of us. Oh, I know, but I also have the most <laughs> issues with my fingers <laughs> when it comes to catching. Yeah, I, I can Just see your hand, Just protect the equipment. All right, that, that's <laughs> fine. I'll, I'll dive we don't want to have to see your hand. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll dive on the equipment, last resort. Okay. I now see my role in the team. <laughs> Just, yeah, the, sh the human shield. The human shield, shield. of the equipment. Captain America, here I come. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost as if we have three umpires because Shane keeps giving all, <laughs> all the signals. He wants, to, he wants to sub in for these last nine overs or so. As uh, a appeal for this one. Another wicket goes down. Jamison trying to get too fancy. And another wicket to the board. Five for 80 now in the 12th over. I said, we're looking for Everest now. I think we're trying to get to the moon. I have no comment for that. <laughs> Tom Rizzuto, please save us. Well, look, I might be able to save you two, but I don't think I'm going to be able to save the <laughs> innings here for UNSW, unfortunately. <laughs> they have to they put in a reasonably good effort in their, in their first innings with the, with the ball, but they just haven't been able to match it with the bat, unfortunately. Another wicket down. Just the bowling has just been too too strong from from Bankstown and the Bulldogs Ooh. in this final and you know really sort of flexing their their talent in this squad it's going to take a, a, a very big slog from one of these tail end guys now from USW to to even make this score kind of respectable not just talent but also their experience with um, obviously with finals and and how, how they um, kept composure throughout their innings as well and and to stay on top of UNSW while uh, while in the field. I don't think they're doing their Costown rivals any favours with that opening uh, batting performance. Well said. That, that last game at 7.30, the Stars versus Sixers, I know we'll all be tuning in here to see what happens as Simpson now comes in the attack, and he's bowled him! First ball of his spell, he has bowled him, and that's exactly what 
the uh, Bankstown want to do before this rain comes in, and it's the last, I think almost the last straw now here for the Bumblebees. Seven for 80. Their last recognised batsman in McLean departs. And Georgia, mm. oh, it's... Uh, I think we're off to Mars now, not to the moon. <laughs> we're, we're into the next solar system. <laughs> the galaxy far, far away. Yeah, now, now we're talking Star Wars. <laughs> awesome. The Mandalorian? Baby Yoda? He's I, my favourite. Okay, don't hate me, but I have never seen a Star Wars movie. Ever. I know Kimmy usually says rugby league is, but cricket is also a funny game. Oh, cricket's definitely... As was bowling! <laughs> I just knew that was going to happen! <laughs> I had to stand up and say, but I just knew, I saw that happening, but a mile away, Mizzy. Dom Rizzuto just... is going to be hung up and drawn <laughs> by the Uni of New South Wales fans as we go to a break. Eight for 86 here after 13. Well, as I said, I think Bankstown, are we looking at those clouds? I, I don't think the rain will hit in these next six overs, but... Uh, with only two wickets in hand, I think they'll want to finish it off. But uh, Simpson, two for six off one. He continued from the southern end. But uh, White doesn't want to hang around. One, two bounces, and he finds the vacant area at mid-wicket for four. And that's now eight for 96 here. On eight for 97 here. Um, still a long way to go. <laughs> it's a long way to go, but you know it's, it's a good start. Clean hitting. If they can keep uh, if you can keep going like this and put put a bit of pressure on the, the bowling attack for Bankstown. There's there's always the off chance, but again, it's a, a very slim one. As a Taylor now into McLean, he comes down at wicket again. This one's been given out. He's tried to do it. He's, he's heard the commentary. He wanted to put it into the grandstand, but unfortunately, he misses it all ends up. The keeper takes it. Nine for 105. Taylor comes in again, and it's slashed ooh, down ooh, the ground. Ooh. Taylor tries to almost try and deflect it back on the stumps. Ooh. I don't know. We've got we've got third umpire Shane Evans here in the com box calling four. Player play play holding ball with legs on rope. Well, they're not, they're not listening to you, Shane, as it's been given well, to. <laughs> umpire was playing shoulders, knees and toes out there, so, I mean, come on. <laughs> Taylor now comes in again to White. He launches, oh, but it's taken by the man at sought cover. That's all out. Bumblebees are all out for 114. Bankstown are your Kingsgrove Sports Centre T20 champions for 2021. I said it was a long grind there at the end, but... Uh, Bankstown have done it. They've shown their class in this final, Georgia, and uh, they've taken out the win here and the prize money on offer from Kingsgrove Sports Centre. Wow, okay, I was not expecting that. No, I was not either. <laughs> but, I mean, fantastic effort by Bankstown throughout this game. They played so well and they showed just how experienced they are to remain calm and, and take those wickets. So, well done to Bankstown, and unfortunately, bad luck to the UNSWBs. And with that, UNSW were all out for 114, a monstrous 70-run win to Bankstown. For them, their first Kingsgrove T20 Cup final. UNSW, though, Mizzy, they don't go away empty-handed because they landed themselves a very nice check and an appearance potentially at the National T20 Championships. Well, I do hope for the Bumblebee's sake that the, the national championships will go ahead this season. Obviously, with COVID uh, and everything surrounding that, we don't know if it will. But uh, watch this space. We'll certainly be uh, mentioning it on the bench uh, if it does go ahead. But 
Um, I said, it does sound like a beating. 70 runs in a T20 game is pretty huge. But I said, for the Bumblebees just to get it to this point, to get to this final, it's going to do huge things for the club. As I said in the opener, like just to have your, your club on that sort of stage, hopefully it, it shows to other players out there looking for a club that the Bumblebees are on their way up and they're a viable place to go to um, ply your cricketing trade. Going through the innings, no one really getting past 25. The highest score, Brandon McLean getting 21 off 21 before he was bowled by um, by Simpson for um, with really the momentum well and truly going out at that point. For the Bulldogs, Ben Taylor again, 3 for 26, but no one gave any, no one gave much credit, but, uh, except for yourself, for the performance of Aaron Bird, three overs, one for six, and a maiden. Well said, maiden's a gold in T20. We, we say it, we've been saying it for years and years. You're essentially taking a whole over away from a team in a run chase. That is pretty big. But he just uses experience. He put the ball in the right areas, and when um, the uni, the, when the Bumblebees wanted to start pushing. Um, and capitalise on that good start. He just took it away from him. I don't think the wickets column really matters to him in that in that regard. That th- uh, six runs off three overs. That's goal. That that's as good as a three for, in my opinion. The man of the, the player, the man of the match, Dan Solway. No surprise. What a performance that was with the bat. I mean, people would say um, Nick Carruthers with his absolutely booming start, but Solway, as you said, the rock of the innings for Bankstown, and really made, he was the class in the field with the bat. He was. Carruthers got them to that that just that blinding start that they needed just to put the bumblebees on the back foot. But Solway, he batted through that innings. He was the rock. He was um, either running hard for his partners, letting them have the freedom to go big while, he, while the, they knew that Solway would remain at the other end. And then his captaincy in that bowling innings as well, you can't underestimate that too. So I think a pretty fitting man of the match. And with that, we bring to a close the 2020-21 Kingsgrove Sports T20 Cup competition. Mizzy, you and I have been doing this competition now for, for eight years. It keeps getting bigger and better. Eight, eight years. I thought it was about six, but there you go. It is eight (laughs) years now. Uh, Of course, we did start off with that first ever game down at the triple header down at Manly Oval. And who knew we'd be at this point now where we'd be calling all of these, all these matches. And we do have to give a special thanks to all of the clubs and Cricket New South Wales for supporting us through the broadcasting of for Cricket New South Wales and New South Wales Premier Cricket. Well, I said, you can't thank the, the clubs enough, the, the ones that, that, that set us up with a great place to call. We go to a lot of grounds that aren't really set up with um, media broadcast facilities, but they look they take care of us. They share our social media um, posts so the fans know that we're there and we're calling it. So I said, you can't thank them anymore. I said, there are others out there that, that do it and, and do it well, but um, we, we'd like to think that we've made a little niche of, of ourselves being there and being there on grand final day. And uh, I think while Triple H keeps uh, its commitment to sport, you'll keep seeing us at grand final day because, as I said, these, these are the competitions that we think need to be covered and they deserve to be covered. So... Um, I can't wait. As I said, they always provide an entertaining game, whether it's at the SCG and those triple headers that 
seem to have gone by the wayside or we get to go to these beautiful club grounds and uh, see a good game of cricket, as I said, it's going to be hard to keep me away from the next final. Well, my, first off, my thanks to you, Matt Mears, for anchoring, anchoring the day. We have to thank as well our other panellists on the day, Shane Evans, Georgia Lomas-Futterin, Dom Rizzuto. Uh, it was magnificent to have everyone around on the day there. But that is the end of the season. So with that, that is Splinters the Bench Podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au, available for download at podcast.com, Apple Store, YouTube Music, Spotify, TuneIn, and all good podcast sites. On behalf of the wise man, Matt Mears, this is Anthony Bull Caruso telling you once again, run hard or run home. Good night. 